Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Yo, 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 this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Sorry for the delay. Uh, I was running a little late. Uh, this is Compton Politics. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Worldwide Distribution, 24-hour radio station. Get the app on your phone, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Well, get the app on your phone, T25CL.com. That's the app. You can get it at the App Store. This is Worldwide Radio Station. Playing all the live music that you love to hear. You know, uh, we're having a great subject. We have a great guest tonight coming in all the way from East North Carolina. Very, very articulate. Has a lot of information that's, uh, that's at value for you and maybe your friends or family. Um, she's, uh, she's into everything out here in society. So I'm going to be able to let her explain who she is, what she does. You know how I do it on Compton Politics. Uh, we just make things happen like they're supposed to. You know, this this is the, the place for to give the people the voice for themselves to promote and market themselves and let the world, the world um, hear what they have going on in their stories. Uh, I had a wonderful weekend myself. Um, man, it's just, you know, it's just going on. You know, now that I have a, a 501c3 uh, nonprofit that I'm putting together now to go along with every other piece of mechanism I have going on in society. None is going to make sense. None I can go ask for money, sponsorship, and anything else that I need for my movement. Um, I just want to just thank everybody for calling in tonight. I'm very excited. It might not sound like it, but I'm very excited about this guest tonight. Um, Cheryl A. Davis, are you on the line? I am. Good evening. Um, thank you so much, Lorenzo, for having me on the call tonight, and thank you for all that you do for our community. I'm excited to be a part of your movement, so thank you. Thank you for having me. We're excited because we're going to be a part of your movement tonight. You know, uh, I want to just give it up real quick to uh, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy coming to you live from all over the world, all over the galaxy. This uh, guest tonight is so, so important to us right now. She's going to come with a lot of information. I mean, a lot of information, uh, a lot of different things that she's doing in society. She's one of those people from behind the scenes, but doing a lot of stuff that's going on out here in society. Um, I want to just say one announcement that uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, I'm actually being able to bring 50 families to the Toyota facility in Torrance. I'm going to be able to feed 50 families out there, and I'm really excited about that. You know, that's that's a powerful movement. 
Uh, the South Bay is doing great things for families like that. So, um, you know, I'll be letting people know more more, uh, uh, more about that information later on, but that is one of my major projects that I am putting together for Thanksgiving. We'll be able to feed uh, 50 families for Thanksgiving through Toyota. Uh, and that's a blessing. You know, like I said, network all throughout the nation. Anybody who want to be able to be a part of a change, that's what I'm about. Compton Politics, that's what we're about. We're about the movement. We're about the change. Um, now we're going to go ahead to the guests. The guest is Cheryl A. Davis tonight. Cheryl A. Davis, how are you doing this evening? Thank you for coming to Compton Politics tonight. And I know it was, what, 1030 out there, late out there? Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. And it is 1030 p.m. I'm in North Carolina, so it is 1030 p.m. Yes, yes, yes. And I just want to appreciate you taking your time for calling Compton Politics tonight. And, um, and you know, Compton Politics is a, is a, uh, a, uh, a station to where uh, give a person a voice. You know, I really don't really ask so many questions uh, because it's up to a person to really brand yourself or market yourself on company politics. So uh, this is your opportunity to tell us who you are, what you do. Uh, we're going to take pinpoint breaks once in a while because, you know, I have to give a little commercial break for T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, Compton Politics. So just go with the flow. Uh, we have enough time, so there's never a rush, rush type of situation. Uh, this this lady right here is a, a beyond educator, uh, a professor, uh, a, a, a playwright, a producer, a star. Um, she really does these things on the on the day to day. She's about her business. Works with the prison system. She have transitional homes. She man writes stage plays. She worked with the youth and just she has an unconditional heart. So I'm gonna go ahead and. Let her talk who she is, uh, tell who she is, and tell us what she's about. You know, do you know how we do it on Compton Politics? Hello, Cheryl, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you again for having me. Um, right now, at this point in my life, my heart is on mental illness, specifically untreated mental illness in the African-American community. My current production is called When a Good Girl Loves a Bad Boy, It Leads to Many Sleepless Nights. And the reason why it leaves the many sleepless nights is because he has untreated mental illness. Um, in the black community, we will get help with everything except head help. And there's no shame in being sick. The only shame is not getting help. This is a play that I wrote maybe about two years ago. Um, met a young man. He was gorgeous, but he was mentally ill. And I listened to his story, and then after I listened to his story, I met several other people who had similar stories, and I laid it before God, and I said, God, you give me something for the people. I didn't have anything to do at the beginning of the year, and I said, God, I'm going to lay right here when you blessed me. So I felt like I wrestled all night long, and I didn't move until God blessed me. And he blessed me, and he told me to stay in this vein. Um, I'm an educator by profession. I teach English, I've written books, I've written plays, I'm an ordained minister, I'm a member of Charity Christian Center, where my pastor is Dr. Calvin E. Davis, and my musical director is Michelle Burke. For this play, we have all original songs. Michelle did an outstanding job on the theme song as well. So I'm excited to bring the play to the nation. I want the country to be healed one person at a time. So if my play heals one person, then I thank God for that. If my play heals a generation of people, I thank God for me being the conduit that heals the, that heals the land. 
Nothing that I do, I do in and of myself. I'm just the vessel he's using, and I'm excited to be gifted with the ability to write. Everything we do, we express through communication, and I'm thankful for this gift. Um, I'm a member of Urban Playwrights United. Urban Playwrights United is the largest urban playwright organization in the country. My partner, Vanessa Lynn, founded it about seven years ago, and we have a conference every year. This year we'll be in Columbia, South Carolina, December 3rd through the 6th, and I've opened up registration again for seven days just in case there was someone that didn't know about our organization before the call tonight. But at this conference we get together and we sit down and we talk. We write. Um, we have, we're with our peers, so if you think you're good but you want to be better, then you need to be around the best to get to the next level. So I'm excited to be around some really good people. My foundation is education. No matter what it is that I lose in this life, I can never lose my education. I'm a graduate of Fayetteville State University in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm a Bronco. If you cut me, I still bleed Bronco blue. I'll be a Bronco for life. But it's important <laughs> to me. It's important to me that we educate our children. It's important to me that we, as African Americans, we give our children what they need. We do more than sit them in front of the TV. We do more than hand them the game and let the game raise our children. We have to go back to having dinner at the table where everybody sits around the table and we talk to one another. There has to be a time in our lives where we put our smartphones down and we physically look one another in the eyes. There's certain things that we're losing with this generation because we're letting technology raise our children. And it's important to me that we get our black men back. It's important to me that we get our black daughters back. I'm excited about what our children can become, but it takes all of us. Quick, I'm going to ask you a question. I want to ask you a quick question. I just heard you say something about get our black men back. What do you, what do, okay, not what do you think, because that's something different than what do you feel. And what do you know? What does it take for you to get our black men back? What do you feel? Being that you're an educator, you know, you work and you go right to the prison system, you, you test these people to see how smart they are. You test them everybody before they even get up in the colleges. You got to go through you to make it even get to the school. So, what is that you think it's going to take to get the, the like you said, to get the brothers back intact from your I point think, of view? I think um, what it's going to take is I think we have to begin to remind them of their worth. I think we have to tell them that we value them. I think we have to tell them that we appreciate them. I think we have to tell them that we love them. But most of all, I think we have to remind them of what their ancestors went through so that they can have the opportunities that we, that they have today. Um, I believe in the black man. I, I still believe the black man that, that they can be astronauts and engineers, and regardless of the recidivism rate, I don't care about that. I believe in the black man. Um, I just think that they just need to be reminded somewhere along the way someone didn't tell them how smart they are, how important they are. Somewhere they believe what they were not. So. Every time I see a black man, I remind him that he's handsome, he's important, he's smart, and he's naturally a leader. When you tell a person what they are, they'll step up to it. But if you tell a person what they're not, they'll act accordingly. I think every black man is great. But what happens – I'm sorry? So that is so powerful to hear from you like that. Oh, yes. I believe – but what's happened is – Somewhere along the way, someone told them a lie. 
Someone told them a lie, and the lie is, you're worthless, you're not this, you're not that. Someone took them to not land, so it's my job to take them back to can land. In my world, the black man can do anything but fail. Anything. Well, you know what? I'm getting pumped up from that, what you're saying right now myself as a black man. And I really appreciate that you really, really have faith in us as men, which um, I think a lot of women – uh, uh, just don't know how to give the love. You know, it's about we have to reinvent on how to love each other again mm-hmm. because there's so many lies to us about history and what's the truth and what's the lie and even a lie is okay nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So how do we as people be able to deal with what we already know that's working for society and is wrong to go ahead to say, okay, you got to stop thinking that way to do it this way so the next thousand years the kids won't think this way no more what do you think the dynamics of trying to create a shockwave or a new mechanism to you know to, to do to dissect the issues that we need to change because that's a big change in what you're saying so i mean i know i'm asking i'm not, I'm not asking you any impossible questions but it's like how do you really do it i mean to save the black men to, to get to the women to want to go save the black men what is it that you have to take for the women to really say okay you know what I'm just hypothetically speaking. We're going to give them men another try. Okay, they didn't been through it. They was tricked all these years with the Black Panther movement and the the, the Skeegee Airmen thing and then the crack era. All, a lot of our men got wiped out on a lot of different issues. And those are the things that we're suffering with. What is it that the women can really do besides feeling that they're bowing down or, or by them just showing the sensitivity to us or to men, that they're not losing their dignity? I think the first thing that we as women have to do is we have to educate ourselves. We have to know ourselves. And in order to uplift and encourage, you have to know who you are. And once you are, once you know who you are and where you stand, it's easy to build up your brother. It's easy to build up your sister. It's easy to educate others because you know who you are. But first it starts with self. You have to have a solid foundation before you can build any house on it. So we have to become responsible for ourselves, for our education. We have to look in the mirror and tell ourselves that we're awesome, that we're brilliant, that we're beautiful, because somewhere along the way we lost our worth as as well. So I can't uplift uh-huh. you if I don't have it on the inside. Right, right, right. You know, and that's a question that uh, uh, I think people will ask. That's a question I would really want to ask. Who is it that need the most help? Is it the black men need the help from the women, or is it the black women that need the help from the black men? Who need the most? You get, you feel what I'm saying? Because you're looking at a scale right now, and we even right now. But who's the most need the most help? The women need to help the men, or the men need to help the women? Well, of course, as a woman, the men naturally need the most help. Of course I'm going to say that. But we need to be willing to help one another because the man is the head of the family. It's God, then husband. So you can't be a husband until you know your rightful place with God. Our job is to undergird. Our job is to support. So we have to help you, but a black man first needs to realize that he needs help. There's no shame in being weak. The only shame is staying weak. So we have to be willing to help one another. 
Yes, yes, yes. And I'm just loving it. You know what? I'm not going to hold these guests up. I'm gonna let, we're going to go right to the guests right now. You know what I mean? Because we're going to have a hot show I already see. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go to this first Southern California caller right now. The first one, I'm going to give it up to T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I'm live. I'm really up here in San Pedro looking at the ocean. The waves are blowing. You know, I'm on this west. The west is woke, which you know, everybody. Uh, uh, we're going to go to this first caller. Hold on just a moment. Sometimes, hey, sometimes we get to these lines, somebody don't want to say that. So I hope this is a a special guest. Hello, this is Lorenzo Elvis. Remember, this is Compton Politics. I'm sure you've been hearing on this line. you have any questions for the guests or you have anything to say? Uh, yes, hello, Lorenzo. This is Rosalind, of course, a part of the family of T25CL Entertainment and the Alex Radio. Rosalind. Hey, hey, Lorenzo. Hey, Cheryl. Nice to meet you. Hello. Likewise. It's great to meet you. You know, you're going over some topics that is so, so uh, fundamental for uh, us as families, um, for, for you know, the structure of the family. When you talk about the men in our household, you know, I think even with one of well, quite a few of my shows, that is one of the topics that we need to continue to drive home is family unit and knowing how to continually uplift our black men. Um, And it was so key that when you talked about, you know, we need to sit around the table as a family to look one another in the eye and to communicate. Technology, cell phones, all these things have taken away and has distracted that, that, that unit, that, you know, that environment that we should continually uh, stay in. So uh, I appreciate uh, everything you're bringing forth to the table um, with everything. So I just want to just continue to listen, but I just want to thank you and, and, and welcome to the T25CL family. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Right, let me go to the next caller. Well, somebody's calling from, um, I guess, it's South Nevada. Hold on just a moment. Yo, yo, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics. Uh, guest tonight is Cheryl A. Davis from about a East North Carolina, the educator, the motivator, and the playwright. Who is this on the line? Hello? Can you hear me? All right, now. Let me go ahead and click off right, right there. I'm going to make them talk. Okay, we got another Southern California caller. Hold on. Hello, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy from Compton Politics. Who is this on the line? Hey, this is Mark from Long Beach. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm doing great. I was just listening in and I appreciate the caller and uplifting our black men because we need to do that more often. Yes, yes. Do you have any questions for our guests? Uh, yes, I do. Um, how is it as a woman, a black woman, that I can live, uplift my uh, brother's that I have close near me. I have good brothers that trying to do good and, and taking care of families, but I just want to uh, continue to support them. So how uh, do you think, uh, as a sister, that I can do that? Good good evening, and thank you for calling in. Um, the best way for you to support your brothers that are around you is every time that you see them, speak life into them. No matter what it is that they're doing, no matter how small it appears to be, 
speak life into them and remind them that you're proud of them for whatever it is they're doing. You're proud of them for being in their rightful position in the home. You're proud of them for providing for their families. You're proud of them. Celebrate their small successes because if you celebrate their small successes, then they will in turn have large victories. But every time you see them, even if it seems redundant to you, because what's going to happen is they're going to start doing things to seek your validation, and they're going to do more and more and more, and they'll become more successful. Oh, I really appreciate that for the feedback. What was that again? I said thank you for the feedback and thank you for the time. All right. You're sure. welcome. Thank you so much for calling, and have a good evening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We have Cheryl A. Davis on the line. Hey, Cheryl, could you tell us a little bit more about um, what is your, for as far as your educational level, or what do you actually do? Do you, like, national speak, do national speaking, lectures? Uh, are you the teacher? Uh, uh, what is the special thing about you that you feel that you change, how you change lives? So what makes you different from the others? Um, I am a professor. I'm a college professor. I teach at a community college here in North Carolina. I teach English as a second language. I've taught every aspect of English from birth to death. Um, I write everything, but what makes me different and what makes me valuable, I'm also a motivational speaker, but what, what adds value to my life is no matter who I see, I see the good in them. No matter where they are, I speak life into them. So my formal education has been great for me because it's gotten me into places that I would not normally be able to get into, but when I go into the prisons, I tell the brothers there that one mistake doesn't dictate who you are. No matter where I go and where I see a person in life, I always speak life into them, and I always look for them to give me something to carry with me. It's not always about what you give, it's about what you get. So if I see a homeless person, he wasn't always homeless, so I need to know his story. Something happened along the way. I need to know what happened to him because that may be something that that may happen to me in the future, but if I speak to this gentleman, just his knowledge may derail an attack of the enemy that he thought I wasn't going to speak to this man and acquire this knowledge. Right, right, right. That's that's pretty interesting because a lot of people – it's on that level like that, you know, and I can see that you have a passion for for people. And that's what it okay. takes. And when you're dealing with people, you have to be, have an unconditional heart because you're going to see things, you're going to hear things, you're going to, man, you're going to be around some things that you really sometimes you have no business listening to or have no business seeing, but it's about the trust that you have with the people and they trust you. You build up a trust. So um, I do understand what you're saying, and about uh, you were saying about the transitional homes, and that's I, I feel that's uh, uh, real special that you have a transitional home. And what is your basically what is your transitional home basically based on how, what you're doing and how you're doing it, and is it different from the others, or is it uh, uh, drug? I mean, what type of transitional homes do you have? Um, so I own the Davis House. Um, the Davis House is a transitional home. It houses homeless and hungry individuals. The only criteria is you must be homeless and you must be hungry. And I was laying before God about a year ago, December the 19th, we opened our doors, 
And I just, I had this house, and I didn't know what to do with it. And I went to sleep, and when I woke up, God told me exactly what to do step by step. And I called every person he told me to call, and everybody he told me to call, they were where he told me they would be. And um, I house anybody. If they come and they're homeless and they're hungry, I house them. And they don't have to have money. Um, I would like for them to have money, but some of them don't have money. So I house them, I feed them, I close them, I have a closed pantry. Um, one of my dear friends, Angels on the Mission and Lighthouse Christian Ministries, they ha- they provide most of the clothes and most of the food for my clients. So when they come, they just have to have a desire to do better. And we sit down, we go over what it is their long-term goals are, what their short-term goals are, and I take a look at it after about six to nine months to see what they're doing. They have to have a job, they have to have an income, or they have to be in school. They can't just be here trying to find themselves because if they're trying to find themselves, then they're not truly in transition. Because if you're in transition, a transition means you are in the process of making a change. But if you're, fine, if you're trying to find yourself, that usually means you're stagnant. And I only have time for people that are progressive moving and progressive thinking people. Right now for this season, I don't have time for people that are stagnant. So they come, and whatever it is that they want, we sit down, we have meetings. They have to go to Bible study. They have to go to some form of religious services. They don't have to believe in my God, but they have to believe in something higher than themselves. They have to go at least twice a week. Um, they can go to Sunday morning service. They can go to Bible study. It doesn't really matter what they do, but they have to believe in a higher power, and they have to make a plan. They have to work. They have to go to school. They have to want to go to barber school. They have to write their goals and dreams and visions. And I make everyone here do Habakkuk 2 and 2 and 3. They all have to write the vision and make it plain because a dream can't come true if you don't see it. And if your dream doesn't require a team, then it's really a scheme. Wow. So, So what happens is they have to have a plan. You cannot accomplish any goal without a plan. Right, right, right. And and by you having this transitional home, how many people do your building facilitate? Right. Um, My building will facilitate six comfortably. But during inclement weather, I have sleeping bags. All my couches here are sleepers. So, it can be really, really tight here during storm season. I have held as many as 14 people here, but ideally I would like to only house six people. Okay, okay, okay. And I, and I kind of understand that you actually privately support that with your own funding. That is correct. I support um, I support the Davis home with my income, with my family's income, with my church, anybody that – any donations. I've had people to donate to me, but pretty much anybody that is willing to help, I'll just take the donations and we'll go forward. I have Family Dollar has been really good to me, Dollar General. Those stores have helped us um, during various times. But, yeah, most of it has been through my own effort and my own vision. That is so powerful, and that's – why you've been blessed like you've been blessed, you know, like uh, uh, you are. You know, that's a remarkable movement that you have going on out there in East North Carolina, and I think you need to take it across the country. It's people like you that need to be all over the place. You need to have facilities like that everywhere. You know, we just had a caller calling from, what is it, Southeast Florida, uh, like Monroe County. I'm going to go to click in because they just came in in the next maybe five minutes. I'm going to go ahead and open the forum because I'm sure people have questions and stuff like that. I'm just going to go to this caller real quick. Hold on. Hello, caller from South East Florida. 
Monroe, who is this calling? This is Compton Politics. This is for Minnesota Elvis Murphy. I know you just came in, but do you have any questions for the guests or do you have any other anything to say about tonight? Hey, Lorenzo, it's Tiffany. What's up, Tiffany? How are you? Hey, I'm good. I was just calling in to listen in. Um, I was um, just, um, I love the passion that Cheryl is, is, is having about her mission, about her purpose. I love the clarity, and that's one of the, the things that's important, of course, is having clarity of vision so that you can, in fact, move forward and do what you need to do. So she's, I mean, she just, she sounds awesome. She sounds so um, empowering and loving, which is also very key. And I'm, you know, I'm just listening. I appreciate it because I missed the first half, so I just wanted to call in and support. Um, keep up the good work, Cheryl. Hi, Tiffany. Thanks for calling me. You're calling me the world to me. No problem, dear. No problem. I, um, you know, I, it was such a pleasure actually to be able to speak to you earlier, and I know that you are very, very passionate about what what it is that you're doing, and 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 being able to collaborate and the possibility of working with you to infect more women and more people across the country with that type of passion to not just live their purpose, but to help others live their purpose and go forward and help um, changing the world that way. I'm excited. So thank you. Me too. I'm excited as well. I'm, I'm excited. I'm at the point in my life where everything, everything I'm doing is exciting to me. I'm excited about life. I'm excited about living. I'm, I'm excited about being able to create a legacy because I no longer want to live for me. I want somebody to remember me after I'm gone. I, I want to live on purpose, not just with purpose. I want to live on purpose. So I'm excited about our collaboration. I'm excited about everything that God has put together, and I just look forward to working with you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 a caller just came in from Central Pennsylvania. We got a na- you got national callers tonight, my sister. You got North Carolina, Nevada, Florida, Pennsylvania. You doing it good tonight, so you done brought the world, the nation to your to your a- episode. Hold on just a moment. Let me see who this is. I think I know who this is right here. Uh, this is Compton Politics, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Who's on the line? Our guest tonight is Cheryl A. Davis, educator, screenplay writer. Motivator, education, I mean, just a phenomenal person. Who is this on the line? Mary Taylor. I just wanted to call in and just listen. I called you late, so congratulations to everything you're doing, Lorenzo, and I'm just going to keep quiet and listen tonight. All right, all right, because you know I'm going to go to this open forum in about five minutes. First, I want to give it up to T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I'm so excited about tonight because our caller got so much energy, and she's just sliding through this wire. Uh, uh, you talking about reach out and touching somebody. That's what she's doing tonight. She's reaching out and touching me just with that energy she has. And um, I have some, a couple of more questions for you. Um, and, you know, a, a miracle happened for you about two weeks ago, and I know uh, 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 I have to bring this up because, you know, uh, uh, we have people that get into accidents and, and things happen. And this woman, I'm just going to say she got into an a, a accident about a week and a half ago, you know what I'm saying, and she's here today. So could you elaborate, please tell people about that right there and how your life changed. 
Absolutely. Um, about it's actually been I think a week ago today, Lorenzo. Um, okay. I was en route to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and my car hydroplaned. Um, and I hit a guardrail. I totaled my car, and as my car was spinning, I took my hands off the wheel and I just started to call on the name of the Lord. And my only prayer was not that I I lived because at this point in my life it's okay if I transition because I know the Lord and I'm ready to see Jesus. But my only prayer was that no one got hurt. Even if, even if I got hurt, it was okay. But I didn't want anyone else to get hurt. And um, the car hit the guardrail and it spent several times. And it, I landed on the side of the highway that I was actually traveling on. Um, no cars came by on the interstate during those few minutes. And... I landed going in the direction that I was originally going. I had to crawl out the passenger side of the car. But even during that time, I just began to call on the name of the Lord and because I know him and he knows me. I don't just call on him when I need him. I call on him all the time. But what happened was that was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life because prior to the wreck, I was living my life like I had a spare. Now, I know that it may sound like, oh, well, you're doing this and you're doing that. I was only doing the things that came easy to me. I wasn't doing anything that that took an effort. It doesn't take me. It's not an effort for me to write. That's easy to me. It's not an effort to me to open a transition home. That was easy to me. But I decided at that moment I wasn't living my life to my fullest potential. So I went to the emergency room. I did everything that I needed to do, and I just spoke to God. And I made a promise to God that I'm going to live on purpose because I was living like, uh, it's okay, this is just rehearsal. Well, baby, this is the real thing. So anything that you want, you got to get it this time. You don't get a second time at this. This is not rehearsal. This is showtime. So now it's ignited a fuse in me that i got to get it at all costs because when Jesus calls me home, I want to hear him say, well done. But I also want to look back and I want my obituary to read like a story. I want people that don't know me or didn't know me, when they read it, I want them to say, wow, I hate that I didn't know her. She was quite a young lady. So I'm determined to live until I die. I'm determined. I wasn't doing that before, but now I am. I'm living, I'm walking, I'm talking in victory. If it doesn't say victory, it's not for me. Wow, that's so powerful. You know, that's why I'm so glad that you, you know, you spoke on that. I mean, you know, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. I mean, after that right there, I'm going to go ahead and open the lines because I'm sure somebody on this line is going to survive something. And, you know, everybody been through something. The whole thing is, like she said, she didn't pray to say, God, pray to save my life. She prayed for other people not to get hurt and things like that. And this lady is an unconditional person. Uh, she's a walking angel. So uh, the lines are wide open. So, you know, all I ask for is everybody to be respectful. If somebody's speaking, please just kind of take three steps back forward with your voice. And, um, you know, it's an open line. So anybody have anything they want to ask the guests or speak on some type of subject where maybe she can respond. You might have an issue in your life or, or something like that. Maybe she can help you. you got people on the line that got answers and, and, uh, and they've got qualifications of, uh, of quality of um, great work. So if anybody have any issues tonight, this is an open forum now. Uh, the world is listening. You can actually come back and listen to this show later on this evening. Um, record it. Send it out to your friends. 
Prayer back, prayer at the church, prayer at the job. You don't forget about turning on your radio. Turn to T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, Content Politics. I'm going to have Rosalind later on, if she don't mind, uh, announce the other shows that's on actually T25 from Monday all the way to Thursday. Uh, we might try to be getting the show on Friday. You know, we never know. Um, but um, it's open form. So uh, the guest is here. Her ears are open. And uh, anybody have any questions for the guest tonight? Well, let me let me go ahead and, and step out, uh, Lorenzo, because um, everything that um, Cheryl is talking about, I mean, the information um, that people need to know. I, I know you're in in Carolina, but I think the need is worldwide when you try to take people off the streets to make them uh, better themselves and your ambition and everything that you're doing uh, to do that is just uh, is really phenomenal. Um, my question is because I'm part of a ministry, Victory Outreach Ministries. We're a worldwide ministry, and we have uh, recovering homes. Um, but, of course, our homes start with, you know, taking people off the streets who are drug addicts, gangbangers, prostitutes, um, those who are just giving up on life. And to see them turn their lives around is is nothing but God. Um, within your transitional homes, I understand you say you're looking for people who are not um, um, trying to recover. You're looking for people who already got jobs, who already are, are established, but are down and out on their luck. Is that what I'm understanding? No, that is incorrect. What what I'm looking for is people who are in transition. They can be unemployed, but they can't be unemployed watching TV, playing the PlayStation all day. They have to oh, be actively seeking employment. They have to get up. They have to go to the unemployment office. They have to put in applications. They have to physically be doing something to try to change their situation so that they will not be homeless or in a state of transition indefinitely. So do you come across a lot of people who are homeless? Because, like, I mean, the streets of L.A. have homeless people who have doctorate degrees, who are, have been engineers, who have um, just, you know, lost everything for whatever the reason that may have been, um, and who are looking for such a facility as yours. Um, it, like I say, it's, it's, it's a need that is worldwide, but let's start in our own cities. Um, and I think when we look at this, I mean, what type of advice, if there is an individual who is looking to start such a campaign, what advice would you give them, you know, from square one? The advice that I was to, okay, your, 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 your question is two parts, so let me address the first part. Yes, um, yes. There are homeless people on every level, in every city, in every town. And usually when we encounter professionals that are homeless, it's usually because of a tragic life event. has nothing to do with unemployment. It's usually related to something happening in their personal life that affected them so tremendously they gave up on life in general. Yes. So that's what happens to most of our professionals. Um, and until they get an understanding of why they lost their wife and their children in the tragic car accident and they were the only one that survived, those type situations, until they get an understanding of that, then they will never get back to the place that they need to be because the only reason why they had that good job and were such good providers was for the wife and the children that they lost. So 
that's generally what I encounter with the professionals. But anybody that wants to get started, and this is any business across the board, the first thing I tell them to do is go to the Bible and read Habakkuk 2 and 2. Write the vision and make it plain. Mm-hmm. And after right you up. write the vision and make I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Um, after you write the vision and make it plain, then it's necessary that you do your research because you can't go into anything new without having the, the uh, prior knowledge. If that's not where your skill set is, then I, you need to make sure that when you go talk to these professionals that you're talking the appropriate language. We've got to make sure our knowledge base is correct. And then after that, you have to come up with a budget. After you come up with a budget, you have to find a facility. Even if that's not the one that you're ultimately going to get, you have to have something in place so you'll know what the bills are going to be, what it's going to take to get started. You have to have all that stuff together before you even go step out and talk to anybody. In any business, you've got to have a plan. So you have mm-hmm. to formulate your business plan, and then once you get your business plan together, then you can take it to uh, the Veterans Association. Then you can take it to the local community service agencies, which in my area is Commonwealth Health. You can take it to those places and say, here, this is what I have in mind, and then they will be able to tell you what you need to do. In some instances, you'll need a 501c3. some instances, you will not. You'll need to seek an accountant to see which is the best way for you to structure your business. But then you have to get all your paperwork straight. And you have to be patient, and you have to give yourself ample amount of time. Just because you think of it today doesn't mean it's going to become a reality tomorrow. Exactly. It may, it may exactly. take 12 to 18 months. So you have to learn some patience during this journey. You have to learn some endurance, and you have to really decide if you're doing it for any reason other than from the heart, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Right. Exactly. Very, very true. And I find that even when you're going out there and you're venturing into a new business, you have to find that sponsorship. You have to find that support, yes. not only yes. within your family, within, but within your community, within your church, within your businesses, within your establishments. Even if you have not even started, there, there's always that, that first step that you take in establishing yourself uh, and, and establishing yourself and also establishing your 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 business, um, getting out there and pounding the pavement, um, getting out there and getting the word out um, to individuals and those that you're trying to reach, those communities that are like-minded, because there are a lot of businesses out there who could care less, but then there are a lot of businesses out there who want to support, who want to give their financial support and, you know, um, everything that is needed to see you um, succeed. And I think a lot of people are trying to find that, you know, and and they're just needing to know where do I start, you know. And that has been a question with a a lot of companies. And like you said, you're not going to always – it's going to take a while. Some businesses get off the ground right away, and some take years. But it's just that that it's the right timing. It's always in God's timing. Absolutely. And one, one one thing that I encourage all business owners all visionaries, all dreamers, I encourage them, even while they're on their nine-to-five, whatever job they're currently on, do one thing every day so their dream will become a reality. One thing. If you're one thing, if you're you're a musician, write one song a day. Because what happens is after 365 days, you will have accomplished 365 things towards your goal. (laughs) <laughs> and then next year you'll be one year closer than you were last year. Exactly. Hey, I have a question. So like you said, do that. How would you get somebody 
I mean, how could you get somebody to get conditioned to want to do that? How do you inspire somebody to say, okay, this is all you got to do? Or is it just up to the person? It's like a man know, I'm just trying to do it, I don't know if I'm using the right word, a man know you got to stand up and when he use the bathroom, and it's automatically. So is it, shouldn't it be some, like, uh, automatic for people where a person should have to tell you what you need to do? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, because some things are just innate. Some things we are just going to do because it's a burning desire on the inside of us. And then some other people, they need motivation because they are the first person in their cycle, in their community, in their society, in anybody that they know that's ever tried to accomplish this. So they're walking on strange land. So everybody around them wants to discourage them and tell them how crazy it is because it's something they were never able to accomplish. So it's multifaceted. Yes, we should know how to do it, but we all need encouragement some days. Right, right, right. I'm I have a two-part question. Go ahead. Uh, you said uh, earlier that there were places, if you had a business proposal, that there were places that you could take it and tell them this is what you were trying to do. And you you said a name, and I, I wanted to write it down. I'm calling from Pennsylvania, but I, I was out in California, and uh, – and I was just wondering if you could name a couple of places again. But also, you said when I was wondering, you said you you help house these people that are homeless, but you know, looking for jobs. How do you get the word out to them, to people, to let them know that you are there and you are available to them? I get the word out um, through churches, and our area is relatively small. So when I opened the transition home, I opened it on a Monday, and it was full on Friday. So obviously there was a greater need than I anticipated because I was only open four days before I was full. But it's pretty much through word of mouth. And social media has been really good to me because I set up a page on social media and I talked about it. And um, a lot of people have inboxed me from social media, but a lot of churches, I'm heavily involved in ministry. So most of my referrals come from churches. And as far as the business proposal, you always want to take your business proposal to community-based organizations. If you have a credit union, if there's, if there's a bank that you're affiliated with, they're always great because they look at um, business proposals all the time. But you always want to take it somewhere where they'll look at it for free. So you have your credit unions, you have your banks, but you also have community centers, uh, business centers. In North Carolina, they're called business centers. And um, ours is called the Cumberland County Business Center. And it's in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And you go there and you just tell them what you want. And we have one for females, but you go there and you tell them if you want to buy a home. Whatever it is that you need, they'll help you with that. But you want to go to a resource center. Go to the library. The library is always a great place. They always have a wealth of information of where you can go and get whatever you need for free. The the librarians are walking. I mean, they have walking knowledge that sometimes we don't think about, but they know everything because they come in contact with everyone. So just use whatever resources you have in your area, but the the, credit, the local credit unions and the banks, they're always real good at helping you with that. And if not, 
Never be afraid to ask, well, who do you recommend? And you want a personal recommendation because what happens is if someone calls me and says, Lorenzo Murphy, I'm automatically going to listen because we have a relationship. You want to concentrate when you're in business on relationships. You want to build relationships versus business because if you build relationships, then you're going to build a network. If you're going to build a net, and once you build a network, you increase your net worth. Okay. Thank you. You know, I came out to California, and and I was seeking employment. One thing I did forget about was housing, but I did search the local newspaper. That was my first day in years being out in California, and I had just gotten off the plane, and I searched the local newspaper, and all I could find was a clean and sober house, which they were kind enough to rent a room to me, and uh, I was wondering if maybe do you post in the newspaper also because there are a lot of people out there just looking for homes and willing to pay. I do not post in the newspaper. I have considered posting in the newspaper for the last few weeks, but every time I get ready to post in the newspaper, then the room is no longer vacant, so I don't I don't do false advertising. I don't I don't post stuff just so I can keep a running database. I only post what I have available, and when it comes to availability, by the time it gets to the paper, to the newspaper, it's usually already rented. Wow. Okay, thank you. You got it. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We have Cheryl A. Davis on the line. She's putting out all the great information that we need, that we've been looking for. I'm so happy that she's on this line. I'm happy that the people is staying on the line. That's the most important thing is keeping people on the line to listen to the show. Uh, so that means we have captivated the people because we still have people from North Carolina, California, Nevada, Florida, and Pennsylvania, and that's five different states on one line. Wait a minute. Don't forget about Oakland. We got Oakland on the line. So we got four different cities on the line, and I'm really just excited about that dynamics that's powerful energy. That's that's what you call a national radio station. You know what I mean? This company politics, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Again, we have Cheryl A. Davis on the line. She's an educator, motivator, and a stage, a play stage writer, however you want to put it in that perspective. Uh, can you speak on about your plays and stuff? You know, where can we see it? You have an event coming up. How can people contact you? You have a website. You got an email. Um, how can we get? You know, how can we come see a play? Are you gonna to come to the West Coast with your play? Uh, how can we audition? How can we audition for a part in the play? Okay, <laughs> okay. So um, my new show is called Love. Not my new show is called When a Woman Stood Up. That's not my show. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> when a good girl. I'm sorry, David Payton. Let me let me say. Um, I got my acting debut. I learned how to write from the late great David Payton. Um, I, I was in his show, When a Woman Stood Up, so I guess it was time for me to pay tribute to David. So um, David has transitioned. He's gone on to glory. But I would be remiss, obviously, without mentioning When a Woman Stood Up. That was where I got my um, – that's where I got my acting debut, and I learned how to write. And um, I worked with Garrett Davis. We're not related, but he's a great man. He actually taught me how to act. So um, without the two of them, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. But my show – it's called When a Good Girl Loves a Bad Boy, It Leads to Many Sleepless Nights. And December the 12th, 
We'll be recording at 6 p.m. We're going to record the show live in Benson, North Carolina, at Charity Christian Center, located at 407 East Church Street, Benson, North Carolina, 27504. Um, I'm excited about this show, very, very excited. But you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I am Cheryl A. Davis, the King's Kid. I am also available for speaking engagements. Um, if you'd like to book me, contact Mr. Lorenzo Murphy, and he will be able to put you in contact with me. And also, if you want me to come to your town, your city, with my play, with my book, or just to chat with you and your friends, I do coffee talks. Um, I'll come. I'll come. Um, I have no restrictions in my life. I have decided that I'm going to live, so I'm available to travel 364 days of the year. I'm taking off Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take a breath on that, or did you just go straight through there without breathing? I went straight in without breathing because sometimes it's not necessary to take a breath. I just want to live. I just want to live. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a wonderful guest tonight. I mean, she's dynamics, and and it's just – I'm trying to figure out what else do you do. You do the – so, I mean, I know we have talked about, like, as far as your educational department. You do one of the most dynamic – things in education. You know, you're the person over the educators, over the educators to get the people to think they're smart, to get into the places, to think they're in the school. So could you, like, tell, like, I'm not trying to go deep into your business, but I like what you do when you say you're a professor and you go into these different places and you're the one that goes in there to make the people take the test, to take the test, to be the test, right? So can you explain that? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like you so deep into the education level, uh, it's beyond you being a teacher. It's beyond you being a professor. It's beyond you being a principal. It's beyond you being a dean. You something else that nobody have a, even have a chance to even talk to. So could you explain exactly the dynamics on what you do as far as education? Because I think it's very important that our callers know that we have a powerful sister, a queen in the position, because you're going to hear about this nowhere. They ain't going to say, oh, my God, this is the lady that do this. They said, you know what I mean? This is a place you can brand, you can market yourself. And I really Absolutely. So go ahead. Can you yeah. explain to people who are, what you really do so our people and people of color, because I'm about empowering people of color, I don't know what you really do. You know what I mean? Because I think that's important for young ladies to hear what you do, because you can pass the torch to another young lady that's coming up, coming out of Morehouse or, 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 or School of Medicine, because, you know, they got Spelman over there. I don't want to mix them up. But really, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, so what I actually do, my position is actually a testing coordinator. I do that in addition to teaching in the classroom. So what happens is whenever a child, an adult, a young adult, whenever they want to come to the school, then they have to come through me. And I actually do all the testing for the school, for the prisons. But when they come to me, I use that opportunity to speak life in them. In addition to me just testing them, a lot of times when they come, they're so nervous because they have test testers anxiety, and that comes from being over-tested in the school system. So when they come to me, they're usually nervous, and I talk to them, and I ease them through, and I just tell them that no matter what, that they can never fail, and it just gives me a parameter about where they need to go, and I test them. And then once I test them, I grade their test, 
and I determine where I need to place them as far as the school is concerned. If they're ready for college courses, then, of course, then they can be placed in college courses. If they need some remedial courses, we have some remedial courses available. But no matter what, what test they need, I'm in a position to give it to them. And also with English as a second language, I also do the ESL testing for the school as well. And also go into our prison. Our prison, we have um, a prison near our school, so I go there and I test the gentlemen there so that they can get their adult basic high school and their uh, ESL, their ESL, their English as a second language. So I test our prisons. I test everybody. Everybody that gets tested for the school has to come through me. Well, wow, you know, and you know, I'm so excited that you're saying that because a lot of people don't know when you go to prison, you got to, they, they're going to find out if you're a dummy or not. So no matter what type of crime you commit, guess what? You're going to go to school. If you don't want to go to school, if you don't want to go to school outside in the street, talking about I ain't gonna do with the white man, I ain't gonna go do this, I work a job. Look, you're gonna end up going to work in prison, nine to five, the same type of job you could have got when you was out on the street, the same job construction, working in the grocery market, uh, uh, working at the dentist. You could get any type of job, and they got the same jobs they got in outside of the prisons, inside the prisons. Sure. You know what I mean? And you have to go to school because they don't know if they got a dummy criminal in prison. Ain't that something? That is. A lot of people don't even know that they, they test to see if you're a dummy, see if you're a dumb prisoner. Why do they do that? Can you, can you explain that? Why would they test a criminal to see how smart he is? What difference does it make if he a dummy? Well, he committed a crime. You have to realize that even though they're institutionalized, they're still citizens. So we're not testing inmates. We're testing citizens. It is our desire that if they get the appropriate training and the appropriate education, then they won't return. We do a barber program. Uh, we have it such that the inmates. Yeah, we, we have it such that the inmates can get out and be barbers. It is our desire for them to pick up a trade so that they will never come back to prison again. The smartest gentlemen that I know, the smartest ones, the entrepreneurs have been drug dealers because that's a business. In order to buy it, package it, weigh it, sell it, and, 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 and redo, and uh, what, is, what is my word I'm looking for? And get some more. Please, please stop talking about me. Stop talking about I'm me. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's a business. You have to have a business mind. So if you would take that same mentality and you would put it in a profitable business, you would be a multimillionaire. It's the same process. You just have to clean it up. So um, when I go there, I, I want to remind them that you don't have to do that business. You can do any business. You can be a dry cleaner. You can own a, a lawn care service. Anything you want to do, you can do it because you have a business mind. So I don't, um, I don't look at them as inmates. I don't look at them as criminals. I look at them as citizens. And I have a brother that I love dearly. Grace and mercy, my brother's not incarcerated. He's a truck driver. But he could have been. So I treat every inmate like he is my brother, like he's my father, like he's my uncle, because it very well could have been. Wow, you know, that's that's powerful. I mean you really you making me as a as an African American man just as a man in general, uh uh, uh feel like you have hope because of 
just yeah. the uh, the dynamics of what you believe in. I mean, you bringing back. I, I know I asked the question, what would it take uh, for uh, the black man? You know, and uh, Mary, Mary is really Mary. That just came in, Mary Taylor. Uh, uh, she's really on that that moving on bringing. Uh, uh, the black man out of prison so he can come back and help the black family. So, oh yes, she's on that moving. She's one of my main business partners that's on the East Coast from Pennsylvania, and she gets grants. And she didn't she didn't run to Obama's white to the uh, to the White House for help because of certain situations in her life. You know what I mean? And she's a a, a forerunner on the East Coast for me. You know what I'm saying? So she's going to come to the West Coast, too. She's the person to get with. You already talked to Tiffany. Uh, Rosalind is the person to get with because she does a lot of great things, you know, with the victory outreach and everything. Uh, I know we had a chief on the line. I know he's going to come in in a minute. We're still going to go about another 30 minutes because uh, we got still more to talk about. Um, yeah, but like I said, I was just thinking, you know, again, for just coming, you know, calling in, Tonight, you know, uh, representing yourself and representing uh, um, the work you do uh, and just really giving us information. I mean, that prison information was very valid, you know, because nobody really, a lot of people don't even know that uh, they test people to see how smart you are. And that's what I want to hit on on that note as far as the prison. It's like uh, I was articulating what you said about. Um, y'all would know off the top. Now I got it why they do the educational part because you would know off the top who's going to come back to prison just by them going through the educational thing. And that is that's valid information. That is valid information because I never thought about it like this. Like why, you know, would a person put you in a school where they committed a crime? What school got to do with doing prison time? You know what I'm saying? But now that you have actually explained it, it makes sense. Like, okay, well, they're automatically going to know Who's gonna stay? Who's gonna be, you know, in prison for? And they already know after after going to school, who's gonna come back? Just by right. your just by your curriculum on what you put in in school. That's something else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And everything has a margin of error, but it's correct more often than it's incorrect. I like the ones who end up being not what we thought they were going to be. But, again, no matter what it is, no matter what the situation is, love covers everything. And if we would just love one another, if we would just love one another more, if we would see the good in each other more, if we would see the right in each other more, because society has told us so much what we're not, and we began to believe those things. But if we would speak life and would just love on each other more. I don't know anybody that ever said, stop, you're loving on me too much. Stop, you're hugging me too much. Stop, you're you're speaking life into me too much. I've heard a lot of things, but I've never heard anybody say, stop blessing me, stop speaking life into me, stop making me feel better about me. I've never heard it in my life. Never. (laughs) They they say it a little different. They just say, uh, uh, Kindness kills just as fast as hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have some calls on the line, and I'm sure people are being very quiet tonight. Uh, I would love for somebody else to come in and ask a couple of questions. I'll uh, just talk about an issue that maybe we can all talk about to fix. No, so uh, just still open phone. We have about another 27 minutes till 9 o'clock, and I'm sure somebody has something to talk about. What's the issue that somebody want to speak on and ask our guests? 
Uh, we won't even talk about what she's talking about. You know, we can bring up something else. You can elaborate on that if you'd like to. Um, we, go ahead. Well, I have a question. I would like to know why is it that all these Catholic priests from years and years ago can now come to trial for rape when they can't even, when they won't even charge men with rape even at the time of the crime? Um, I just think that everything ha- everything happens in due season, and um, I think that all things are revealed in due time. No matter what we do, right or wrong, God is an all-seeing God. He's an all-knowing God. So when the Catholic priests are doing it at that time, they think they're getting away with it, but they're not because God sees everything. So whatever they did 5, 10, 15, 20, one year ago, it will be revealed in due time. So it's just like the sea. When people are killed and they're thrown in the sea, the sea gives them up eventually. You can't throw a person out the sea and, and, and you never hear from them again. That's not something that can happen. Just like any sin, you can't do it and expect it to ever, to never come out again, especially when you violate children because children grow up. Children grow up. And you're either going to damage them by them never being able to tell the story, or they're going to break the law and become and become inmates. And when you get to a therapist and they get to the root of the problem, then they're going to say, my Catholic priest, when I was six, violated me in such a way, and I trusted him, so he changed my life. Everything that you do, you're accountable for it in this lifetime. So they are going to eventually be held accountable for their actions. You got that? Yeah, but it's been 30 years, and I'm waiting for that accountability to happen. It'll come. It will come. Right, right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Captain Politics. This is T25CL.com, Worldwide Distribution. Our guest is Cheryl A. Davis, educator, motivator, play, or what is that? Play screenwriter, uh, screenwriter. What do you call yourself when it comes to the uh, production? Playwright. I'm a I'm a director, producer, and playwright. Okay, okay. How many plays have you written already? I've written, I've produced four, and I've written about thirteen. Uh, what is your next biggest goal with your play? What's your What's your my goal? Next, your play? What's my your next goal? goal? What is my goal with with the, with, the, with my play? Yeah, with your plays. What's your actually goal? Because it's got to be some type of something after you after that. I want to make my current play about mental illness. I want that one. I want to produce that as a movie. I want to, all of my plays to become movies, but specifically this one, I want to start writing movies. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. Anybody else have any more questions for our guests? I, I do, Lorenzo. I, I have one, one um, question. Well, it might be a combination, but with all that you do, Cheryl, I mean, you have so much on your plate, but even with all that you have on your plate, it seems like everything is correlating with one another because your play, your education, going into the prison system, everything is correlating with everything. Um, and, I, and I know that you're wanting uh, so much success and we wish you so much success in, in all that you do. 
But let me ask you this. What is your greatest desire? Which one of these are your greatest passions? I know you love them oh. all, but what is at the top of your list? What is your greatest passion? My greatest passion has nothing to do with anything that I do. My greatest passion is to live a life so when I die I can see Jesus. I want him to be pleased with everything that I do. So whatever I do on this journey, I just want him to be pleased. If he tells me today, close the transition home, stop doing plays, stop doing all of that stuff, I want you to go be a fisherman, then that's what I'm going to do. So everything I do, I just want him to be pleased. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Let's do this. This is T25CL.com. Let's talk radio. This is Compton, Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We have a wonderful guest. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to go ahead and go to uh, the Galaxy Chief. Hello, how are you doing, Galaxy Chief? How are you? Hey, my brother. I'm doing just great. How's everything in Southern California? Oh, man, sunny, windy, and chilly right now. <laughs> and rain. And it's, rain. It's wonderful. You know, it's been not a lot of other people weather, so I can't complain. Well, we have the same thing up here. So we it's, it's the same thing that's jumping off up here, lightning, thunder, rain, wind, all of it. But it's all good. Yeah, so I, I know you've been on the line. You've been here for a while. You've been listening to our guests. You've been listening to the other uh, uh, audience that's been, you know, in cognito in here listening to what we've been talking about. What do you share input on it? What do you feel about what's going on? You have any questions for our guests? Well, first thing, you know, I, I really admire the sister and her courage. Uh, sister Cheryl, uh, definitely welcome you to the show. And, Thank you. Uh, and it's just the things that you're doing and what, what I've been hearing, what you've been doing, and just taking the time out. You're an educator, a, a film writer, play writer, and now you're going to be feeding um, uh, homeless people. You, you put them in homes. I mean, it's, you know, this is the real true work of, of, of giving. And also, it is also what I guess we were taught to do throughout the course of history as far as giving. If, if one wants to live their life in the image of Jesus and all of the prophets, and this is the sort of things that we have to do is to give because it's always good to be in a position to give rather than have to receive. So I really commend you on what you're doing. I just think it's just super fantastic what you're doing. I just want you to keep up all the great work that you're doing and anything that we can do here at T25CL to put the word out for you. Over our networks, you know, we're here to support you and in your endeavors. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, I just ask that everybody continues to pray for me because I get I get tired sometimes. Um, I get weak sometimes yes. on this journey, so I need to I need to have a word. I need to hear the kind words that you say to me tonight because that's the gasoline in my car that I need to go on because so often I'm giving a word but I rarely get a word. So I just thank God for me being in the position tonight that I can hear a word, all the accolades, that's what I need. I need to know that my work is not in vain because sometimes a prophet is without honor in his own home. And sometimes when you see me and I'm your neighbor, it's the work really doesn't seem that important to you because that's just Cheryl. Oh, she's doing this, she's doing that. But people don't realize that, you know, it's not as easy as it looks. So 
I just thank God for all of you tonight for the encouragement that you have given me. You have given me the strength to run on a little further and see what the end's going to be. Yes, I know what you mean because, you know, it happens to me too on this side because it's a lot that we have to do in order to keep things going so that we can have our uh, music going 24-7 to keep the galaxy shows to going as well and doing what we can do to be a support base for our artists and to promote our upcoming film as well. So I know I, I know how it goes. And some days you can just get into those real lows. And then you can some you can get one call or one encouraging word and and you're lifted right back up. So I definitely know what you what you mean there. Yes. It's important yes. for us to encourage one another. Um yes. regardless of what level of success we achieve or it appears that we have achieved because success always looks different from the eyes of an onlooker than it does from the person who's actually living their life. But it's important for us to encourage one another. We need that to survive. Yes, yes. Oh, and can I throw out two other things, too, Lorenzo? All right. One light note and one heavy note. Uh, Light note, uh, we've been hearing a couple of things here on the news, uh, especially something that happened down there in Southern California last week with the light going through the sky from Mexico going through L.A., uh, what's the inside track on that? What have you guys discovered on those lights in the sky? That's a, so those are missiles, testing missiles. It was a missile, test missile. And and who who shot the missile? <laughs> the army, the navy, you know, the service, because it's for to uh, just uh, it was a secret mission. It was a secret test because they know these people got these heck of a uh, 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 you know I guess nuclear bombs so. It was those bombs that can knock out those bombs from coming to America. I don't know. I've been seeing these strange uh, alien-looking baby-like things that people have been posting on the Internet that they've been taking pictures of out there in California. And they said that, you know, that every time they post them on, on like, Facebook or somewhere, they're immediately taken down by by Facebook. But someone did finally get one on there, and it, 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 they said they're just <laughs> popping up. They're dead, but they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. And they actually yeah. had pictures, and it was weird. Yeah, well, L.A. is definitely a hot spot for that, for sure. Oh, yeah, it's a mecca. It's a mecca of everything that starts, though. You know, California and L.A. is always the mecca of whatever starts. It starts right here. It's triggered to all over the nation for some apparent reason, you know. People are running to die here, you know. People are running to do anything in California because they feel this opportunity. People would rather come here to California to say they died in California than to say they died anywhere else. They just rather come here just to say they died in California. Seriously. Cause well, it, really, it's because this Hollywood thing, this L.A. thing, is a big, it's a whole different dynamics. The rent. I mean, I went online and seen uh, um, a five-bedroom, three-bath, uh, for what? Eight hundred bucks. How much would that be in L.A.? A five bedroom with three baths. Man, that'd be seven thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's for real. I mean, it's like it's ludicrous. It's 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 just a profound situation for everybody. You know. Um, I just wanted to just thank everybody for calling in tonight. Stand on the line with us at Compton Politics. Uh, I got, I got one, more, more, one more issue. Before Come, you on. Come on with it. Um, 
this issue in Missouri at the University of Missouri today. I want I want to commend those students that initiated that action to get the president of that school fired. Um, this is one time. The reason why this is such a victory for me, in my opinion, of course, is that um, these students at this school they did it without having uh, a Jesse Jackson involved, an Al Sharpton, or Mr. Farrakhan or anybody else. They just said, the hell with all this racism crap. And the, the black students got together, the white students, the football team came together, the coach of the football team. And this is a real, real victory. And we need more victories like this. And we don't have to wait on um, um, some uh, leader to come up to take charge of this thing just to get some fees behind it. But when these issues pop up anywhere in the country, we as a people just need to address the issue and tack it and get the bad person or people out of the way like they just did there at the university there in Missouri. And once the people come collectively together because it's not just a black issue. This is a black It's an empowering people of color issue. Yes, right. And and then this is why the people have to come together collectively and say, look, we're going to stop all this racism crap because it's not helping anybody out. It's just too counterproductive. It's time for it to come to an end. And that's what I saw on the news. Of course, there's always other stories that's going on, too, that we don't see on the news. But on the news, the people came together collectively and put an end to a problem. So this needs to be done at the college level. It needs to be done at Wall Street. It needs to be done anywhere where there's injustice and inequality in this country. And evil must stop. And, and it's just time for the people just to, hey, don't wait on somebody to get elected into a, uh, an office. Don't wait for Jesse Jackson to show up. Just got to do it ourselves. So I definitely commend them for, for the job that they've done there in Missouri. Yes, yes, yes. So, Ms. Ms. Davis, do really you have anything um, to say about that? Um, I, I'm always excited when I see our young people standing up for themselves and doing what's right. And I love Mr. Farrakhan and, and, and Jesse Jackson, and I love all, all of our great leaders, but I think that the best thing that we can do is empower our young people. I'm excited. I hope that what they did, I hope it catches on. I hope it, I hope it goes viral. I hope that the children will understand that we can do this. I'm so proud of them. I'm just so proud of them. Mm-hmm. And the right. fact is that this gentleman, he didn't get fired. He resigned. But the fact that our young black, uh, our young black um, adults, they stood up yes. and actually it was it's like getting him fired. Even though he stood before the world and said, "I am resigning," um, you know, my position. And he went on to say how he's he was sad about you know what has gone on. But first of all, he was not even. Uh, qualified for that position in the first place. He's no part of a being an educator. So, you know, it's just how 
everything turns around. It's like we always say, you know, we're we're fighting this 400-year struggle of, you know, since we came across the big lake, and we're still fighting this struggle. Racism is alive and kicking. But the thing of it is, we're still kicking it in the, in the teeth by our young people standing up, by that young brother, Jonathan Butler, who was on a, on a um, you know, on a fast for, you know, a hunger strike, you know, even with himself, you know, he's, He's a he's a victor because yeah. he's out there yeah. fighting the good fight. Yeah, know? sure. Yeah, yeah. It was a victory for the people for sure, yeah. and we got to keep doing it this way. When we see injustice popping up, if it pops up, you hit it just like that, mm-hmm. and don't wait for some congressman to come on, or don't wait for the president to make a speech. Get out there and attack it just like what they did. And this is the way how we're going to eradicate these type of issues. And it needs to go to Wall Street next, where there's injustice on Wall Street and various corporations that discriminate against people. When it pops and, up, hit it and kick it square in the behind. <laughs> that's and, right. That's right. And, and that's another thing that's key, too, because, you know, when we see this, um, this happening with our young people saying enough is enough, we need more of our people to stand up and say, this, enough is enough. I mean, the tidal wave has started, okay? Let's turn this into a tsunami. Let's let this go across the nation. We as people need to stand up and say, enough is enough. Actually, you know, uh, do something about it. Let's not talk about it. Let's do something about it. We're always asking the question, okay, well, what's the next step? What are we going to do? What can we do? Well, this is it's showing what, what can be done. Stand up for what is right. That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, I guess, is Cheryl A. Davis from up out of North Carolina. She brought it to the table. She brought, she brought a lot of stuff to the table. Was, you guys just go back and listen to the show. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, up and running probably about another hour, which, you know, uh, I just really want to thank – Cheryl for being on the line because she usually be asleep right now. Um, it's, 11, it's 12 o'clock out there in North Carolina. I know she had to get up and go to work. Uh, I want to just thank everybody for calling in tonight to Compton Politics. This has been a wonderful show. Rosalind, can you let the people know about the other shows? And I will be closing with the closing of Cheryl A. Davis speaking. Of course, of course. Well, here at T25CL, you know, we love our our Galaxy Talk radio family, and, uh, of course, uh, Monday nights is uh, Compton Politics. But on Tuesday night, Tuesday night we have Miss Barbara McGee, uh, Straight Talk from the Higher Brush. And, of course, my show is on Wednesday evenings at 7.30 at Roslyn's Corner. And we're looking to start a new show, hopefully, pretty soon with Miss Kelly. Hopefully that starts soon as well. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the uh, the ending of Compton Politics. I just want to thank everybody for joining in. Uh, like I said, there's some great things going out there in society. If you have any information or anybody who needs to be interviewed, I got great stories, uh, even artists or got paid plays or books they got coming out. Uh, please don't be uh, afraid to send them to Compton Politics. Um, what else should I say? I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm just a happy, I'm just a happy camper right now. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy some people did stand up because it is about empowering people of color, and that's what it's about. It takes everybody because, you know, us as, as African Americans, we have to be careful how we go into places, you know what I mean? And that's just being real. We don't have to go into places all by ourselves anymore, really, because we have a lot of support from other entities, really, and they've been on the front line with us. So let's think about it and let's not just talk about it. Uh, Cheryl A. Davis, do you have any last words you'd like to say? Yes, Lorenzo, may I please pray for all the callers? Yes, we can do that. Okay. Um, I just ask everybody to go with me to the throne of grace. Um, Lord, I just want to thank you. God, I want to thank you for the opportunity for us to fellowship, God, and network and build one another. God, as this call as this call comes to an end, Father God, I ask that you order our steps. God, I want you to give us clear, concise directions and instructions about what we do. God, let everything we do, God, be about you. God, everything we do, God, we want to be for your glory. God, we want to decrease, and Father God, we want to allow you to increase. God, I'm just thanking you right now for the paths that are opening, for the doors that are opening, for the corporate. God, for the sponsorship. God, I thank you that everybody on this call, under the sound of my voice, God, their way is going to be made easy. And God, I thank you right now for the miracles that you're working in the mix. God, I'm excited about what we're doing. And God, I'm even thank you for the overflow. God, I ask you to bless this great station. God, bless this network. Bless everybody that has anything to do with this radio station. God, I ask you to give Lorenzo a special blessing, Father God, for being a man of his word. God, I just thank you for the opportunities. God, I ask you to bless Tiffy and her movement. God, I ask you to thank my new friends and my new family. God, we know that you are a God that's omnipresent and omniscient. And God, we thank you for being everywhere at the same time. And God, we thank you most of all for loving us and continue to abound us with your grace and your mercy. God, we thank you. We worship you. We honor you and we adore you. And Father God, we will continue to serve you in spirit and in truth. Amen. 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 Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is the conclusion of Compton Politics. It has been a whole hour and almost 30 minutes. Yes, we want a full show because I was very enlightened and excited. So I just really want to just thank everybody for calling in tonight. Next week is going to be another powerful show. I don't know who it's going to be, you know. I just go with the flow now in contra politics. They don't tell us who's going to come knock on contra politics. Do I just let them in, you know, let they self. So um, <laughs> I just want to just thank everybody again. You know, you know how I'm going to shut down. I'm going to go ahead and start because I know everybody's tired. And I'm going to go ahead and shut down now. It's five, four, three, two, one. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.